What made me the most heartbroken about it is he was still looking for the reason why he ever got cancer. And I thought, it's such a shame. What does that serve you? Why do you need to go? Because that path actually just gets more fear and then you're angry or because he was an extremely healthy person. And so he was always chasing the why. And I stopped that at year two. I just said, I don't know the why, but I got to face it. And it's not going to serve me to keep searching that when I need to just fight this. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Lassa Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Hello, welcome back. How are you? Well, I'm good. And I'm also so excited for you to hear this interview. I love this woman so much. She is oh, Amy Ladine. She's amazing. And you're going to hear me say her name a different way when you get to the interview. And I, oh, okay. Have you ever known someone so well or respected someone so much. I've been so excited to meet someone that you just completely like in the moment, biff it, like just like so wrong. And so here's what happened. My entire friendship with her up until that point, Brad and I have been talking about which way is the correct way. And anyways, I said it was this way. He said it was that way. And we just kept going back and forth to the point that in this moment of like finally getting to interview her on my podcast, like I'm just so honored to have her on my podcast that I said the name the way that I've been fighting to say that it's not. <laughs> and we left it in because I think it's really important for you to know that on your path to being it till you see it, you're not going to be perfect. And the truth is, is that in these episodes, these first episodes, I am literally being it till I see it. I have no idea what I'm doing. So we're having fun and I'm hoping to inspire you. But I know more importantly, Amy's going to inspire you. Oh my gosh, this woman is like just such a survivor of so many things. And she is someone I've watched like survive cancer multiple times over. And I know when you hear that, you might be thinking, but I've never had to survive something like cancer. Right. And so you might be thinking, like, that I don't have an excuse for why I'm not doing the life I want to do or being the person I want to be. I don't have any excuse, but we all have different things that we survive. And the reason I wanted to bring her on is that she is the queen of this mindset of like mastering it so that you can be it till you see it. Like, I just can't wait for you to dive into this interview and hear all of her tips, all of her strategies, the things that she went through. She's also just one of the most honest, um, transparent women in this planet. And she has her own podcast called Effort. You are going to totally binge out on it after you binge out on mine. And, um, and she's she's someone I am so grateful to know and to have in my life because she reminds me so much about the mindset part. The mindset part is key. So as you listen to this, even if you think, oh, I've never had a hard as that. I don't have that kind of problem or obstacle. Listen to the mindset tips anyways, because we all have our own journey. We're all on it together. Please check out the show notes. You can check out how to follow her, find her. She says it at the end, but 
I know that this is someone you're going to want to like get tidbits in, get did she call them downloads in as often as possible. She's amazing. And I want you to enjoy the episode after this message. As you know, you cannot fit you in around everything else. Instead, I have my students schedule their life around their Pilates. I want to give you a free 30-minute Pilates workout. Go to onlinepilatesclasses.com slash beitpod. Again, onlinepilatesclasses.com slash B-E-I-T-P-O-D. And let me help you make time for you. At OPC, our 30-minute workouts help you do life better. (laughs) Okay. Oh, my goodness. Y'all. This woman that I have for you today, I have to, I have to just say this. We've, we've, we've shared the story before on, on her podcast, but when she got up in the front of the room of this mastermind, my first mastermind ever being in, and she spoke, I was like, oh my God, this woman is amazing. She's so powerful. I have to know her. I have to get to know her. I have so many questions for her. And then we were asked to get accountability partners and she looked right at me and I was like, oh my God, she wants to be my accountability partner. And um, I'll let her finish her side of the story. But in the last couple of years, I've gotten to know her. We've been through so much together. We talk about everything. We have biweekly um, accountability talks and really just help each other out. And I just enjoy her as a friend, as an accountability partner, as um, like She's a mentor and a friend of this. Like we can just go off of business with each other, and she's taught me so much. So, Amy Lennon, how are you today? Oh my gosh, what an intro! Well, let's just say the other side of that story because I was intimidated as hell seeing you because you were so. Um, what I loved about you, Leslie, was you were to the point. You are very direct. And, 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 you know, you just know how to consolidate it. I remember when we got into small groups, like you were so great at the problem solving. And I'm like, I am intimidated by her because I want to be her. Like, you know, when you kind of have like triggers that you're like, this is because I'm seeing something that I really want to have because you were just so cut to, to the point. And so I love that we both, when I saw you, I'm like, I want her as my accountability partner because I wanted someone that, you know, with coaching, it's like, you want to respect And that you're a little bit afraid of and not like this negative afraid. It's like afraid of disappointing, afraid of, you know, so it was, I knew it would be the perfect fit. (laughs) Yeah. That is so, that's so funny. Cause I have to say like, y'all, when I had to go up into this, in this room and talk in front of 50 people and I just was like, oh my God, this is my, I've never been in a mastermind. Like, you know, these people are throwing out numbers. I've never, I've just only dreamed of, and you're supposed to go up there and brag. And that is like the epitome of like being it. Like I was like, okay, get up there. You better be bold. You better just like brag your ass off. (laughs) And, and, um, and so putting yourself in those situations that's scary and intimidate you in a good way, I think is so great. Um, thank you for being here. Um, for people who don't know your amazingness, um, can you tell everyone a little bit about what you do? I am a online, you know, I would say fitness coach, but I always say, you know, I'm a mindset because the front door Mm -hmm. is that I'm selling you on losing fat, but the back door, because I know that's the door that matters is I'm changing who you are. So I, I wrote you in with the fat loss, but I actually really get you to change your identity. Yeah. Cause that's an interesting thing. Cause I'm in in fitness as well as fly seater and like the truth is, is that if we were just to come at you and say, here, what we're going to do, we're going to actually help you. Like we're going to help you change your mindset so that you approach your health and wellness better and differently. Like 
very few people would sign up. You actually have to like rope them in to, to use your words to like with the thing that they think that they want, which is the fat loss. And maybe that is what they want, but so much of it is like what's going on in their head and like how they're talking to themselves and how they treat themselves. And, and you have um, so many amazing ways to help women specifically um, with their mindset. And, you know, I'm sure that comes from self-practice, like from your own, your own life. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm the queen of struggle. Um, Some brought on by my myself. And I think, you know, like my, you know, I'm going to share, I had stage four non-small cell lung cancer for over seven years, but the first two years was accidental mindset, you know, finding hacks because I really just had no choice because if I stayed in my fear, I wasn't going to be able to accomplish much of anything. And, you know, I was a single mom at the time and building my brand. And, you know, it was, I I finally got to the point where I'm like, okay, I may have cancer for a while and I need to actually start adapting some mindset tools versus just kind of compartmentalizing it, which, hey, compartmentalizing for seasons can be okay, but eventually, you know, you have to tackle it. And so then I just became obsessed with, um, really chasing a future self that stayed out of the fear because I didn't want to just be a survivor. I really wanted to be like someone that is the thriver. I mean, I immediately Googled like stage four Ironman winners. Like I wanted to find like the extremes because I feel like, you know, it is the power of belief, right? That once you see what's possible, then that is what your brain will start to chase. And so I saw that there were a lot of people that weren't just like cancer survivors. They were dominating, you know, their businesses. So that's where it started for me. This is so great. So, I mean, first of all, can we can share that you are cancer free and yes. Yes, and we can dive more into into and to um, the recent news on that soon. But I really love what you just said. You you were searching for evidence of what you wanted to see, you wanted to see proof of, which is people thriving, people doing Ironmans and having these crazy businesses and all these accomplishments post cancer, so that you could could see that and be that for yourself while you're going through your cancer. That's amazing. It's such a game changer. I mean, I I say to anyone, like everything in our life is just stories that we're telling ourselves. It's how we're defining it, right? And we, one, we can realize that we don't even need to put definition onto the stories that are coming our way. But two, it's if you're having a limiting belief or something that's holding you back from your greatness, because I do believe we are all destined for greatness and you have to at least start to believe that first and foremost. So when you're starting to have primal feelings of like fear, anger, anything that's negative, you got to stop yourself and go, okay, I got to find proof on the other side. So if you're like a single mom struggling right now, it's like find every freaking story of a single mom that's overcome. If you're going through a divorce right now, it's finding people that have thrived through that because, and it's, you know, it's one thing to tell it to yourself, but it's, it's you got to see it because you will become that. You will start to chase that. Your body will you know, gravitate towards that. I had a, a guy on, um, Chad, um, he, Chad Wright came on, he's a former Navy SEAL. And he'd said, he goes, you know, it's so powerful when you see that your physiology will even change. He goes, I do ultra marathons. And, you know, the crazy thing about ultra marathons is it's not until they get about to mile 95 that it's actually new territory for them, which is insane. That means that they're always practicing and training for something that they don't even get any new direction for like a while. Right. And he was training with his mentor and they were racing and his mentor 
made the comment about that he was going to, he, his body was starting to like, he's like, Oh, I don't know. You know, we've got, you know, four more hours. I don't know. And he goes in that moment, I actually knew that Greg's body was going to start to break down. And within an hour, his physiology just started to change. So I'm always like, I want to hack it for the positive. I don't look for the side effects. I'd ask my doctors not to tell me side effects of my medication. Um, I don't like to hear that kind of stuff because I ask myself, does it serve me to know? No, I'd rather actually go look for all these amazing stories so that when I'm taking my medication, I'm not even thinking about that. And it really does make your, I mean, I don't, I'm not a unicorn. I always say to people like, I'm not special. I've just learned to master the mindset in those ways that's helped me become the fighter. This, I, I, I'm exactly, I, I've, I used to be a marathon runner and I ended up being a half marathon runner because it's way easier to stay in shape for half marathons. If you are thinking about being a runner, let me just say you can easily do a couple six mile runs and an eight mile run and like you're good and um, in a week. So, um, but it's true. Like, if um, I remember I did this one marathon a couple of years in a row and I had the same thought at the same mile and at the same, and I could look at my times and it's the same exact mile that I got the slowest mile of the entire race. And it's only not because I wasn't trained for it, not because I wasn't ready for it, but because I was like, oh, this is the hardest mile. This is the, this is the mile with the hill on it. And if I didn't know that there was a hill there, <laughs> I probably wouldn't have even thought that. And then the next day I was like, well, this is where I have my slowest time. And like, again, I didn't actually set myself up with the mindset that I could do the thing. And so when I started doing other races, I would not, I would purposely not look at where the hills were, where the things were. I'm like, it's San Francisco. It's going to be hard. Like I just would go, (laughs) I would just go without knowing what the race was because I could just go, I'm going to, this is what I want to do. It's I'm going to feel so I want. And I had the best races of my life when I stopped like, figuring out like where the hardest part was or looking for the negative thing. I, I really like that you um, pointed that out because I do, it, we are, we are also, you know, um, thoughts become facts and, the, and they're not. And the problem is, is that like what you believe is what you perceive, right? So if you are like, oh, this divorce is going to be hard or starting my own business is going to be hard or changing my my wellness routine is going to be hard, then you're only going to see all the things that make it hard. You're, if so, I love it because you're like, look for the people that are doing the thing you want to do because then you'll see that it's a possible and you can actually look for the evidence of that. So that's that's really, really awesome. Did you, I mean, like when, when did you start doing this in life? Is this something that you've always done? Like someone teach you this? You know, well, I'd ask my mom that because I'm like, I did a podcast once on like looking for the silver lining. And I do think it's something that, you know, I definitely was raised to in every negative situation, stop and go, okay, but there is, you got to find one good thing in the middle of the mud. Like there has to be something good in the middle of the mud, because again, then your brain does start to focus on those things. And I, I definitely think that I at least had a little bit of that armor to help me through my cancer, but you made a good point. It was literally just seeing it one day at a time. Cause if you would have told me I had to fight this for seven years, would I have necessarily showed up working as hard as I did? Maybe not. That's a really good point because this is why you do have to just say it's one foot in front of the other versus anticipating the hard points and just going, I can make it through today. Because everyone can make it through a day. I mean, I'm preaching this to myself today on this day, especially is that 
I, I can make it through today. I don't know what next week is going to necessarily look like. And I didn't know what it was going to look like, but I knew that I could get up and crush my business in isolation in that day. And just doing that day after day is what made the business continue to go because I didn't look ahead at like what was going to be here next year. It was more like, you know, yes, creating your future self. And I think that's super important in like designing a map for your future because you do chase that. But in isolation of waking up every day, it's it's truly just saying, I, I can do it today. And it gets the deprivation mindset away because you get a lot of that in fat loss where I'll hear clients like, it's so hard. I'm like, yep, now it's going to be hard for you because that's what you're telling yourself. And the more yeah. you state those things to yourself, it just comes true for you. Yeah. I um, There was a time when I I, I I'm still have things that I can't eat with my stomach, but I had 10 years of stomach issues. And in trying to figure out what I couldn't, couldn't eat, you go through elimination diets and things like that. And, um, and you know, it, my body would look super one way in the morning. I thought I could be like a swimsuit model. I mean, the way I would wake up and then I would go to bed looking like I was nine months pregnant and it was freaking crazy it messes with your mind, but you have to go through and and figure out what you can and can't eat. It just it's a process, so it's it's hard. But when I, I would know what I could eat, and I hated going to restaurants because people will go. Um, I would say, "Oh, can you take this off? Take this off." And the servers in LA are so used to every weird diet that comes through. They're like, whatever. Like, If you want to pay two times as much for this burger that you're only going to get the patty on, that's fine. Like, They don't care. But people would always go, oh my God, well, what can you eat? Like, When I tell them what I can't eat, they're like, oh, could you? Like, that's just like, what else is there? And I'm like, well, if you go at it like that, it does sound like I can't eat a lot of things, but I just ordered a dinner at a restaurant. <laughs> so I can't, exactly. but it was, I just couldn't. I told, I told um, Brad when we were dating, I said, I just don't, I would rather not eat when we go out because it's almost easier for people to think that like I don't eat than for me to hear to have to like challenge that I have plenty of food that I can eat that I'm not limited that I that I'm not you know being deprived like that my I cause like I can't be around that kind of mindset because it's already hard and I yes. don't want to make I don't want to make it harder and so I think that that is um, we do really set ourselves up for the success we can or can't have and um, and so I like that looking for this like something nice in the mud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, always, always. I mean, it becomes almost a game in that, you know, but like, all right, we're, you know, you, you could be, I remember John Maxwell saying like his flights had gotten canceled. And it was to like a big event. And it's an easy time to be like, oh my gosh, you know, like I need to be, and he goes, well, it's an opportunity to talk to someone, you know, like I now have a few extra minutes, like, and it may seem so small, but it is just like the power of gratitude that this just magnifies in your life that I'm going to walk into the same exact grocery store that someone else walks into. I'm not going to see all the shit that they see and altercations or the, the yucky produce or whatever. I'm seeing everything amazing. I'm seeing the person complimenting another. And that's just, I mean, we have a filter on our brain and, you know, it's going to show that to you. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I've definitely experienced that. I, when I moved to um, Las Vegas, um, you know, most people were so excited and I didn't really know what to expect because I never lived here. I've actually, I had not moved and and I, how long did I live in LA for like 13 years? I hadn't moved, you know, wow. in a, so long that I didn't remember what it's like to be new somewhere and everyone's so excited. And then I got this like, message from someone saying everything I would hate about Las Vegas, like everything that I would hate about it, like all the bad things that are happening in Las Vegas and all this stuff. And I literally just wrote, thanks for thinking of me. And like, period, like close it out. Cause I, I didn't, I was just like there, I don't want to know this because like, 
I don't want to be looking for that stuff when I'm new somewhere. I want, and it's, it's very, it's very true. Like if you can see the blessing in what's happening, it does make it easier for us to, to, to have an opportunity to learn something about ourselves, learn something new and, and really see how everything happens for you. Right. Like it's like, like not that you would ever wish cancer on yourself ever again, but the people you've met and the experience you've had and what it's done, right. You've changed. I I say it's for me. 100%. I tell that to people. I'm like, it's actually my advantage. And they're like, what you're actually happy. I go, listen, my perspective is completely different than you. Like I, and I say that meaning you haven't had to have the same thoughts that I've had. So I see it as my advantage of having a little bit of that veil lifted of the what if you are not here. And it's made me take faster action because I do see that time is our biggest commodity. But like everyone else, we get guilty of forgetting this. You know, I've gone through the honeymoon phase after I was in remission that you're like, yes, you know, I'm going to do it all. I'm going to ask all the people and be bold. And then you forget. But like you'd mentioned about the person that gave you the list of all the negative, I'm a big believer in these, I call them software updates. And we need to do them on our brains often. And I make lists of everything. Like when we moved down here to Florida, not knowing anyone, I knew that I was going, I I know my brain well enough that I'm going to have days where I don't like it as much. So I create these lists that help me in those low times. I did it during cancer. I've done it for, let's say that you're struggling with fat loss. You need to make the list of all the things that you gain by getting to your goal, all the things that you gain so that when you are in, you know, hurting yourself, you're in front of yourself and you're not working as your best self you go to that list and you give yourself the software update. Like I recorded our our new house and every little video of it. So that on the days that I'm like, man, what are we doing down here? Like, this is not our home. It's not our place. We're kind of in between homes. Like I go watch all that. That's my software update to remind me of what's to come. So for a person like in the middle of the starting of their business, go look at that list, you know, make it a mind movie. Like I love the mind movies app that Joe Dispenza owns that it actually adds music to it. Because again, then your brain doesn't know the difference between the imagination and reality. And it's actually going to start to see like, Oh my gosh, this is what's happening to me. This is what's possible. That that's that I love. That is a really um, amazing thing. And y'all, she does do software updates on her podcast. F it. So if we ha- if you forgot what that podcast was from the beginning, got to check it out because she's these little doses of reminders. And and it's true, especially on your hardest days. If you you got to have those lists, or you have to have that go to song, or that or that go to podcast. It's like, oh, that's the one that reminded me of why I'm doing what I'm doing, what I'm doing all of this for. Um, yeah, I just uh, I I I love that so much. It's I mean, I lived in a 500 square foot apartment for 7 years with my husband for 6 years with two dogs in LA and I would just go I would when I would be traveling, I would, I would look at my goals. I had my big vision out whenever I came home and I'm like, it's just really feeling small. And I'm like, well, this is why you're staying in a small place. Here's what we're doing. You know, you're reinvesting everything. And like, cause otherwise you just start to like, you start to focus on the wrong things. And that takes you out of, of, of everything. I know how much you're enjoying this show. Me too. If you're looking to make more time for you and have more energy, get my free 30 minutes Pilates class at onlinepilatesclasses.com slash be it pod. If you're new here or haven't done this yet, this is a great way to start making yourself a priority. So head over to onlinepilatesclasses.com slash B-E-I-T-P-O-D. 
Now back to the show. I do want to go back to that one day at a time. Um, you know, I had on, um, uh, I had an interview with Rob Mack and he says, you don't have to see the whole staircase. You just have to see the first stair. So I knew what I wanted to be doing, but I couldn't see how to get there from where I was, but I could see the next step and the next step was moving. And so then I moved. And I think that is really important. I think, um, sometimes we get stuck in having to know all the things. And you said it, like, if you knew that you were gonna have cancer for seven years, (laughs) You probably wouldn't have done all the things in the beginning because you're like, well, you know, what difference do they make? I'm going to have this for seven years. Exactly. Exactly. I think it's a it's an advantage not to. And then the key, like you said, is the taking the action. It's like when you go to a, a you know, a good coach or a good mastermind is usually going to say to you, what can you do before you leave here this weekend? Because those are signs to yourself that you're telling yourself you're doing things. You're telling yourself that you're believing in yourself because a lot of us, it's just lip service, right? I mean, I hear it a lot in fat loss, like, oh yeah, I was just stressed. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get better at it. And I go, okay, well, what does that look like for you then? Let's map that out because you are going to have a stressor again. And we need to already have some strategies because then your brain will start to look for those strategies. But if you don't have anything there, it's, it's, it's going to just continue to chase the old path. So having that next step, Hey, I don't know how I'm going to make a million, but I do know how I'm going to get the next 10, you know, in my next launch or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, you, you do, you teach something amazing. Cause you have, um, your DAC bootcamp and you talk about like, if you don't make something happen in the day that you want to make it happen, then you, then you, it's not a loss. It's a learn if you create a strategy. And I love that so much because it's true. Like you're not going to, you're not going to do everything you say you're going to do all the time. That doesn't make you not good enough or not able to do the thing. It's just life. Life will happen. Things do happen, but making the excuse for life, like, Oh, I was stressed out or I have three crazy dogs. And today they're just wanting a lot of attention. Like, okay. So then next time, what are some things I can do in place of that? Could I get up 15 minutes earlier? Could I add the extra glass of water as soon as I wake up next to the bed so that I don't have to pour it? So I have to remember to pour it. Like if it's like you're trying to drink more water, um, maybe right. it's that you pre-order your groceries or that you um, have a friend that you text when you're like, hey, next time I say this, I need you to text me back this message. Like they're just coming up with strategies so that you, cause it, you'll be tested. We get tested all the time, you know? Um, and, and that's, I feel like is the universe trying to go, yeah, you really want this? Really? Do you want this? Totally. Okay. Let's see how you do it this time. <laughs> it's so true. And not judging yourself for it. Like I, you know, used to be, I think a lot of high achievers that is to a fault because then what happens is when they fall or they fail, they stay down in that low place for so long. Whereas, you know, I always share my spicy chicken sandwich. I used to eat the spicy chicken sandwich from Wendy's. Like I love spicy chicken sandwiches, but they do not love me. And I would, every time I'd wake up in the morning and regret spicy chicken sandwich, I would say, oh my gosh, never again. But that's all I did. It was just words, right? When I started actually writing down and doing the pen to paper of like, what it makes me feel like or what I'm going to do instead, like an alternate meal. Sure. I maybe, I maybe slipped up another one or two times, but again, it's like, if you see your brain as a program and it finally sees other options up there in the air for you, you're going to not pull into the Wendy's anymore. Cause you're going to go, Oh my gosh, this does not make me feel good. I wrote down how this made me feel versus <laughs> 
the lip service that we, and you know what, I haven't had a spicy chicken sandwich in like three years now, all because of just that little, you know, strategy. And it's just because most of us we're honestly just on autopilot. We're not realizing that yeah. we can take control of it. Well, cause I forget how many thoughts we have in a day, but like 98% of them are the same exact thought. Like we're not having new thoughts. And, yeah. and so we, so when you do those strategies, you're actually giving your brain a new thought to think for the next time that happens. Cause we do go on autopilot. Cause kind of part of it's that we have to, and part like, it makes things simpler. We only have so many decisions in a day. Um, so it's okay if you, that's what you're doing, but you want to go on the right autopilot. You want to set yourself up on like the, in the, with the best pilot possible. Um, yes. you know, I want to chat a little bit because, um, came back and, um, I know, like, I remember it because we've been friends. I was like, okay, all right, everything. We're just going to talk things positive around Amy. We're not going to actually go down the rabbit hole of what could happen. I'm not even going to look up what could happen because I don't want to have it in my mind because I want to put it in her mind, like, because I know you. And, um, and you know, I just remember thinking after I got the phone with you, I was so heartbroken for you. I just didn't want to tell you because I didn't want you to even have that in your mind. This is key with friendships. Y'all, you got to have people around you who like really help your mind stay on. But I just want to, you know, like what were some things that you did? Because I can imagine like anyone who's like, maybe someone's going through a second divorce. I'm like, fuck, I'm here again, (laughs) you know, or maybe, maybe they like the, the, the thing that they're working on you're listening, like it didn't happen again, or like something, the same bad thing happened to you. You know, I definitely can resonate. I have a a whole story on some things like you just feel like you're getting knocked down when you're down. What, what went through your mind on like how you could like get through this again? This last time, and it was definitely the hardest because I had really celebrated the last one and really thought that that was it, you know, and not that I never, I mean, I always thought it, but I did realize something and this is really key. I unconsciously was still thinking it was going to come back. And I didn't know this when we even had that conversation. I'll tell you why this time when I got back into the gym and when I started like trying to force, cause I didn't have an appetite, like after I went into remission and I would kind of just like not take it seriously. You want to know why? Because I thought unconsciously it was going to come back. Whereas this time I started making decisions that showed myself, I don't think it's going to come back. I started working hard in the gym again. Whereas, you know, for the last couple of years, I kind of just was skating by because I'm like, well, if it comes back, what's the point of trying to get my squat up? to heavier because it's uncomfortable, right? right? You have to lean into that. And same thing with my eating issues was I was like, why should I force myself to eat if I'm going to go back on chemo? So that I point out just because it is so important that your decisions that you're making really align with what you want your future self like fully. And I didn't even realize that if you would have asked, told me that last year, I would have said, whatever, I don't think it's going to come back but I was still doing things decision-wise unconsciously. But this last time, you know, I just went all in on mindset. You know, I started future self journaling every day, really writing what it would look like on the other side. And I asked myself at least a hundred times a day, is this thought serving you? Is this decision serving you? Is this with everything? So when I would go to fear I would, I'd have to stop myself because I did learn that I went to fear. I mean, I broke down with a couple friends where I was like, am I going to be able to do this? Like, I, I actually feared that it wasn't my mind that wasn't going to be able to do it. I didn't think my body was going to pull through for me because I felt like my mind was strong, but like I was losing weight faster than I ever had. And I was noticing that I was much weaker than I ever had been. And so that started to 
to mess with me. And so I just, I mean, I had to go all in on personal development. I mean, every day I went for two anchor walks, you know, where I'd go out in the morning and then I'd go out in the afternoon. And I don't, you know, I used to think like, oh, there should be a point that we are just strong enough to handle. I, I think that's the biggest mistake people make is that we, we get too confident in like what we think we know. I think the best of the best, they actually do it more than even you and I, meaning they know that they have to surround, you know, your bubble becomes, you know, the sum of your five people. I wanted to make sure that they were people that were fully like pushing into me and reminding me that I'm going to do it because I'm human. Like you said, like we're going to have those doubts. And so you want to make sure that when you're not up, someone else, you know, is helping you with it. And you know, if it's something that, you know, like cancer is kind of brought on and you don't ask for it, but let's say that you're going through a divorce or you're, you know, you've lost some more money or you're not growing, like, like learn that shame does nothing for you because I did go to shame because I had a colorful past that I would be like, is this why this is happening to me? You got to stop and go, is this serving me to even go to that place? Because that's going to take you down an even slower you know, rabbit hole where then you can be destructive, you know, because you can start to sabotage yourself. Well, and also like you will find evidence as we've already discussed to prove that you're correct. So you're just going to find all the evidence to show that you did this and you did this. And so this is why your cancer is back. And that doesn't serve you at all. It's, it's, it it doesn't help you in the, take the next step at all. Yeah. Well, and I actually met, so there was a guy last year that, you know, sadly he died of my, we had the exact type, same type of cancer and he had a same gene mutation and he lived about five years, but even in his, he had his wife post something for him right after he passed. And it was so heartbreaking, but what made me the most heartbroken about it is he was still looking for the reason why he ever got cancer. And I thought, it's such a shame. What does that serve you? Why do you need to go? Because that path actually just gets more fear. And then you're angry or because he was an extremely healthy person. And so he was always chasing the why. And I stopped that at year two. I just said, I don't know the why, but I got to face it. And it's not going to serve me to keep searching that when I need to just fight this. Right. Because there's a difference between figuring out why something happened to you and, and how something is for you. And, um, and, and cause one is like going back into the past and one is figuring out like how this is better in your future. And I I think that, you know, that is hard because of course people probably listen to this went, well, of course I'd want to know why it happened. I'd want to know how it happened. I want to know what I did. Wouldn't it be nice if I knew, did I eat something? I drink something. Did I go near a building of some kind? It's like, yes, that would be really nice to know if that was actually possible. But what, what, what I think we all know about cancers is like a lot of it doesn't make sense. Like a no, lot you, of it doesn't make sense. You nailed it. It's, you can still ask the why, but rephrase it. How is this for me? That's happening to me. Like what, you know, like, instead of like, why me, why me? Like it's that victim mindset takes you into fear. Whereas you can still ask. And, you know, I wanted to find out because I knew that my cancer was a trauma type cancer, but it wasn't a poor me, why me? It was, okay, I want to know why this is happening for me so that now I can arm myself. So same thing, if you're going through, like you said, your second divorce, or you've lost, you know, something in your business, you know, okay, what am I needing to learn from this? That's what my therapist used to always tell me, Amy, what are you learning in this moment from this? 
Yeah. <laughs> Therapy is so funny because <laughs> I know, I know. Cause like also I feel like when you're when you get smart enough and you're like, okay, I know what she's gonna say. Like I know what she's gonna say. And it's like, yeah, but you need to hear it because otherwise you would actually be solving this problem. Like you <laughs> Totally. Totally. Um, you know, um, so you um got news um recently. You're cancer free, 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 free. Cancer free. It was crazy. I mean, honestly, it was, you know, I I came down here to the States from Canada to get ready for lung surgery. January 20th was supposed to be surgery. January 4th, I had scans, and then January 8th, they called me and said, You're not gonna believe it. Like we have no sign of, you know, no evidence of active disease. You're not even going to need to have surgery. Like it was incredible. It was, you know, and I made sure the, you know, right after that, I went right into truly believing that and showing myself that I believe it and getting right into like, it's never going to come back. It's, it's kind of like the person that loses the weight, get rid of the clothes, right? Because you're still telling yourself you might go back there if you keep them. So I went all in on trying to get my appetite back right away and really just believing that it's not going to be. So it's been incredible. Oh, I'm, I mean, I knew I was so happy. I'm, and also what's been really awesome y'all to see, and you can, you know, if you, you might not know Amy, but you know, someone in your life who's like her, where you can see them taking the action and doing the things and it's, it's inspiring, but it's also all possible. Like what she's doing, because even though she says she's not a unicorn, we're also special human beings. We're also unique, but she's right. Like what she is doing with herself is something we all do on our day, no matter what we're going up against. Maybe you're not going up against cancer, but maybe you're, you know, and I think that's also important. Like someone sitting here listening might be like, well, I don't have cancer. It's just that I like, I just hate my job. It's okay that your pro- biggest problem is that you hate your job. Like I yes. used to think like, oh, my problem isn't big enough. Like I don't, I'm not, I didn't lose a family member or I don't have cancer or this didn't happen to me. That doesn't mean that the problem that you're in doesn't feel huge and big and, and, and all encompassing. And that, and the reason I'm calling you out on that is because not you, Amy, you, the listener is that it's so important that you don't discount the problem you're in because then you do not see yourself without that problem. And you don't take the steps to, to get, to see how it's happening for you, you know? And I think it's, it's really, really important that you, that we, we acknowledge the problems that we have and we don't discount them because they're not big enough, you know? Cause your body doesn't see it any differently. Look at PTSD. They've learned that with PTSD, you don't need to be a soldier over in Afghanistan to have PTSD. You could have just had a neglective parent because it's about the way that your body responds physiologically. Right. And so I always say that to people because they're like, Oh, well, I don't have cancer. Like you, I'm like, it does not matter. Your problem is your problem. It's perspective. Yeah, it totally is. It's we, it's, it's all, it's all in your, and it's, and we have to like shift our mindset around that. And that's um, a really huge thing. So I really, um, I mean, we'll have to have you back for so many reasons. I just love talking to you and, <laughs> and I love having excuses for us to, to talk to each other. <laughs> so, totally. um, so, but before, so before I ask you one last question, I just want to make sure everyone knows how they can find you. You are, um, your Instagram handle is Amy Ledin. Is there an underscore in there? Yep. Amy underscore. Yes. Ledin. Yep. Yeah. Ledin. And, um, and you know, what's so funny. Y'all I have to tell you this, Brad and I go back and forth of whether it's Ledin or Ledin. We do it all the time. Like, I'm like, no. And we've changed positions and <laughs> <laughs> Most people say leaden. If you you phonetically, you're gonna look for Amy underscore leaden. 
<laughs> it's it's so funny because because we both love you so much. It's like I think it's Ladine. I'm like, no, it's Ladin. And then I heard someone else introduce him. Like they introduced her as Ladin. He's like, okay. And then he's like, it's Ladine. I'm like, no. <laughs> I love it. I love Too it. Funny. Okay. So now, now no one can forget your name and they're going to find you on Instagram, follow her, everything. Um, DM her and let, let her know your takeaways. But, um, before I let you go, I think it's, I think the, it's so important to have all this information. It's great. And it's inspiring. And some people who are high achievers, I know you already, you're already thinking, okay, I'm going to do this right now. I'm going to go with my strategy right now. <laughs> but the reality is, it's like life does happen. And how do we prioritize being it. And I see being it as like anything that's bold or executable or figuring out what your intrinsic motivations are, targetable actions. But like, how do you prioritize that when life is happening? Like it can feel like a whirlwind. For me, I have always really tried to get really tight with my inner voice because I feel like if you can learn to squash, because I feel like we've got like an inner bitch and an inner boss and the inner bitch, if your inner bitch is too loud, it's going to affect all your areas. So at night, it's almost like a brain dumping where you don't have to do it on writing, but you lay in bed and do a little reflection and where your inner bitch is the loudest, you need to squash her tomorrow. And those little, so maybe for one week, it's, you need to be a better mom and I need to like be spending more time with the kids. But maybe the next week it's not, you know, I mean, I, I time block and I do all the things to, you know, manage my day. But I find that if I can learn to squash that, it just builds my confidence. Whereas if I let that nag for a few days, that it, it, it can get worse and worse. Oh, I love that because it's like an intrinsic thing and like a targetable, an executable thing. Like you're, cause you're right. The inner bitch, like they, they change their mind about what they're pissed off at all the time. And, and it's, and that is something that like is nagging at you and you're probably wanting to deal with more. And so instead of ignoring her, you can just take the boss out and go, okay, how do we project manage this, this little thing? How do we like uh, put some time in for, for more family time? Or how do we put some more time in for sleep or whatever? And like, so you're letting the inner bitch like have their moment and tell you, but then you're bossing it up. I, I, I mean, I may have made my own words up there for how you do that, but I love that so much, Amy, you are amazing. You're just a true gem. And I'm, I mean, I'm so happy I was in that room. It was so random how I ended up in that room. It was really like, (laughs) spur of the moment decision. And it's changed my life so much because I get to have you as one of my best friends in this world. And I learned so much from you. And if you're listening to this now, please screenshot this, tag me, tag Amy, share your takeaways, please. Because it it also gives us a reminder of like what 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 worked for you, what level landed with you. And it's a reminder of like the things that we say that we can remind ourselves with too, because everything we just tell you, I think it's because we tell ourselves it all the time. And I think that's important for your listeners to hear is, I mean, and I don't just say this lightly, but I mean, I've had so much time with you over this last year, like you're the real deal. I'm so thankful that you were in my life. And I love the takeaways that you give because you're constantly troubleshooting on yourself. And that's, what's so cool about it is like you and I will have these conversations and we share a lot and we've gotten really vulnerable with things, but like you are such the, you you show the power of the troubleshooting and you're like, it's like figure outable you know? Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, um, thank you, Amy, for being here. Thank you everyone for listening and, um, I'll talk to you all soon. That's all I got for this episode of the be it till you see it podcast. 
one thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. You See It is a production of As the Crows Fly Media. It's written, produced, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Kroll. Kevin and Bell at Desenio handle all of our audio editing and some social media content. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music, and our branding by designer and artist Gianfranco Cioffi. Special thanks to our designer, Jaira Mondal, for creating all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast. And our digital producer, Jay Pedroso, for editing all the video each week so you can. And to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.